Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to another episode of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. You said that so dramatically, you sort of, uh, uh, I'm a little unsettled by the different uh, way you've teed that up. By the over-enunciation of my name, do you find it disconcerting? I, I, I do, and I think our listeners are frightened. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I just wanted to say it a little bit differently than I normally do, because I've listened to a couple of these episodes back-to-back over the last couple of weeks, because, I mean, it's been quite a quarantine for me, as you can probably imagine. And, <laughs> You've been listening to old Bedhead Well, you know, episodes. you got to do something to keep the lights on. And at any rate... Uh, it strikes me that I'm saying the thing at the beginning, the piece at the beginning, the same way all the time. So I just want to mix it well, up a little bit. Why mess with success? Well, I, that implies that this has been a success so far, and that's <laughs> I think in the eye of the beholder. So I don't know what to, I don't know how to answer that question exactly. Listen, uh, something that you and I have talked about quite a bit over the last, well, I mean, since we've been doing this podcast for sure, and maybe before that has come up again in the federal government. And that is the, I don't know what even what noun to use. Imbroglio. Yeah, I guess so. Around the inspector general community. President Trump announced a couple weeks back he was going to remove the inspector general at the Department of State, Steve Linick. That's the fourth inspector general change in the last six weeks or so. And I know a lot of people, not just in the inspector general community, not just in the oversight community, and not just in Congress, that find that very, very troubling, Robert. And I'm one of them. The inspector general is is a weird animal in the federal bureaucracy. They are uh, nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate for the most part. So they ostensibly serve at the pleasure of the president. But Congress has set up uh, a pretty labyrinthine process that an administration is supposed to go through in order to remove one to to reinforce that these are intended to be quasi-independent officials. They have a reporting uh, structure that that, uh, puts them um, reporting to the head of the agency, but also to the relevant committees of the Congress. Their job is to investigate objectively uh, waste, fraud, and abuse within an agency. So invariably, they're going to make enemies, but that's their job. And for an administration to target them unfairly and remove them without cause goes against the spirit of the laws that created the position in the first place. A group of former inspectors general sent a letter to the committees of jurisdiction in Congress and basically said you should make them for five-year terms that unless it is demonstrable that somebody should be removed for cause, he or she has the job for five years. Is that a solution here in your mind? Well, it's a start. But what in what you just described would prevent another president from 
firing an inspector general without cause. Well, the provision right. that that he or she could only be removed for cause. Right, but writing that in law would not overcome a president's insistence that he's got the constitutional authority to remove someone. We can split hairs about this, but I, I think the what the president's done is broken a long tradition of being really careful that we're not stepping on the independence of these uh, positions. So uh, I worry that a, a law like that wouldn't prohib- prohibit this from happening in the future. You were part of a group that the Bipartisan Policy Center convened, what, year, 18 months ago, the work started. To really a little bit look, longer than that, yeah. Uh, look at the overall health of this community. What did you and your colleagues there find as far as how healthy the IG community is, what would empower it to fulfill its mission better, uh, some of the ongoing challenges, which uh, there's a couple of them that come to mind immediately, uh, all of that. What did you find in all of that, Robert? Well, you know, we, we actually found that to some extent, inspectors general weren't engaged in constructive relationships with the agency leadership for whom they were working. And we made recommendations that they ought to focus their energies on whether programs were performing as intended rather than trying to play gotcha or find unfair examples um, and chill an agency's ability to function at a high level. But there's no evidence that the inspectors general being targeted today were engaged in any of that unfair activity this does look like we're trying to chill public servants who are trying to actually find the truth on behalf of the taxpayers. The dynamic that you just laid out kind of is behind one of the biggest challenges that inspectors general have always told me they find in executing their jobs, and that is they are supposed to be a partner to an agency leader. They're supposed to have a good rapport with that leader, they're supposed to be able to say things to that leader that he or she may not want to hear, and yet then they have to turn around and go back to that leader and ask for budget. And you can imagine the dynamic of that is not always smooth. As I started by saying, there are a lot of complexities to this weird function. They also report to the Congress, though, so it's incumbent on the Congress to ensure that these organizations have the resources they need to perform this function. One thing you didn't say is that the inspector general, as I think was the case at the State Department, may be investigating the head of the agency, him or herself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and in, in every case, the inspector general is going to be coming to the leadership and releasing to the public information that uh, may not put leadership in a very good light, uh, because it's their job. It's it's it's, it's uh, they're not there to report only the good news. They're to report what could be done better and what's being done wrong. I have an idea. Okay. I mentioned the bipartisan policy center and the work that y'all did on inspectors general, and yep. the leader of that is our friend. You know him a lot better than I do, but our friend Dan Blair. Let's call our him up. Our dear friend Dan Blair. Yes. Let's call him up and just see. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great idea. All right. You know what? We know where he is. Right? He Well, we know where he better be. 
Let's see what he's doing. Hi, this is two hundred two four three seven. Oh well, see, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to knock all please that part out. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey there, uh, it's Francis and Robert. Hope you're doing well, my friend. And uh, we're just or recording Fedheads. And we were talking about BPC and the uh, Inspectors General stuff. And so we thought we'd give you a call and say hi. Not to ask you about that, just to say hello. Hello, Dan. Sorry we weren't there to take our call. You're probably screening. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. I think, he, well, and you know what? <laughs> he may not be sorry that he didn't take the call. He may. No, I said he hadn't even gotten out of bed yet. Well, I, th- I would think so. I mean, it's the middle of the <laughs> afternoon. It's 5 o'clock somewhere after all. <laughs> Uh, all right, thank you, my friend, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Bye bye. All right, well, so that's a risk you face. That's right. I didn't even want Dan to necessarily talk about the report. I just want to talk to him because I like him. Yeah, that'd be hysterical. Yeah, well, maybe next time. You know what? If he learned anything, he learned that he should never leave the house. He should always be near the phone because you never know when FedHeads is going to call. That's right. All right. That's right. What will you watch as the rest of this stuff unfolds? At what point does somebody need to? I guess do something. Everybody always wants somebody to do something, but what, at what point does somebody have to do something if this continues? Well, unfortunately, it looks pretty partisan. I think Senator Romney made a statement standing up for the inspectors general as an important bulwark of our democracy. Senator Grassley, who's always been very supportive of inspectors general, gave a statement suggesting he needed to hear the reasons for the removal, but he's been sadly tepid in his defense uh, of the function, um, whereas in the past he's been one of the loudest uh, uh, voices of support. So Democrats will investigate, but I think Congress's reaction partisan basis. I'm not sure what recourse there is for what's happened. It's great to see you as always, my friend. I have a question, because we're doing this by Skype, but I can only see you from like the armpits up. Is today the first ever all shorts episode of FedHeads? It, it is. It yes. Is. I'm wearing shorts. There you go. Yeah. You go. And you know what? You know what's really weird? I think you and I are both wearing orange shirts and blue shorts. I, I got jean shorts and this, I got an Orioles shirt. You got a orange polo shirt on. So Yeah, and, and almost jean shorts. Like That's khaki type. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that Jason Miller and I, when I was at Fed News Radio, Jason Miller and I wore exactly the same clothes? No. Yeah, it was like a a red and white university stripe uh, button-down shirt and yeah. khakis. Huh. I mean, we looked I we looked like we were wearing uniforms. We looked like exactly the same had exactly the same clothes on. It was weird. Weird. Yeah. All right, speaking of weird, we'll do another Fedheads next week and it's always great to talk to you, my friend. Good to talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Fedheads. Brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.